Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. I um, I heard an interview the other day. So this is kind of a throwback, but I think it absolutely applies to today and why we enjoy concerts so much and what we expect from concerts when we go. Ah, my, one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. I heard an interview with a part of an interview with Simon Le Bon. Mm-hmm. Remember Ooh. from Duran Duran? 100%. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Touch me the ground. I'm on so, yeah, big, big, huge group in the 80s and, and into the 90s, and they're still touring today. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a four-man group these days, yeah. but yeah. And they're still putting out new albums. And even, weren't there sort of like these little super groups that spun off from Duran Duran back Power in the Station. day? Power Station. Yeah, Power Station. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but Simon was talking, the question that he was asked is about, after all these years, getting back up on stage mm. and performing for the crowd, are you worried about how you present yourself today you know, versus the way you did when you were in your 20-somethings or whatever. Good question. Yeah. And and he said that, you know, he he doesn't really overthink any of that because what he focuses on is the music itself. I thought this was awesome. He said, um, he says, I just, I know that fans are there for the music. These are the songs that they've heard for years and they've enjoyed, so it's my job to deliver those. Mm. And he said, so what we do on stage to create that electricity is just through the music. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he also said... Yeah, they as much time as they spend on those in the studio to create it that way for our enjoyment. Absolutely, he should be doing it that way and be more concerned about the performance than what happens in between the songs. And I guess what he was just meaning meaning about personal theatrics. I guess you know somebody like Dolly Parton, for example, she'll get up and and you you will sit through the show with her. Half of her show is her telling stories, and the other half is music. And you're you are literally. You're captivated mm-hmm. the entire time. It's not boring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some artists, are they're more Music. introverted and musicians. And, and so, you know, they're about what they play. And they do have a stage persona, but they feature their music more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's what he said. So it's, it, it, basically what he was getting at is, you know, he thinks that some artists forget that it's about the, the music. music. The yeah. whole reason you're there in the first place is mm-hmm. your love for that music, the fact you bought that music, and the expectation when you buy those tickets is True. play that music. You what know? was that but, line in Chef when uh, Dustin Hoffman said, you go to see the Stones? And they don't play Satisfaction, you're going to bl- burn their place to the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play the hits. <laughs> play the hits, baby. Okay, I hear what Simon is saying, but I will tell you as a live show with a band or a musician that I love is one of my favorite things in the world. I want both. I want the songs performed so that I can experience them live. It's about the way it makes me feel. Right. It's about an experience and to hear it live and when it's really good, especially. And I will I will uh, use the example of recently Def Leppard being so good live yeah. just like they were like mm-hmm. they and they focused on the music for sure right they but, didn't tell a lot of stories in between songs it was not a lot of talking but i love it when i go to a show and there is it, the in between makes it even more personal you feel like you're getting a hug from the artist it depends on the artist i've found because if you got an artist that seems sincere about it Mm-hmm. Like, okay, growing up in New Orleans, you go to a concert in New Orleans, mm-hmm. whoever the act is, they're going to say, hey, New Orleans, rich music history, I'm going to play a song for you folks here that's a local, you know. Yeah. It's like you get that personal touch and you, you get the impression that they're really into this. Yes. And I've been to shows where the people talk in between songs and it's just like, 
you know, I'm here in whatever city tonight, and this is a song we had from 1986. Oh, well, some people don't do it well, is what right. you're saying. And then if you go to a Willie sincerity. Nelson concert... He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He just yeah. plays. Which, to me, that's great. Just mm. play, because Willie has got 3,000 hits, so Get as many in as well, you can, and he's all about he's all about the music. I think it's just going to vary by artist. you know by by artist. So yeah, yeah, it, it's and, and I every, like both, every personality is is different. So a, a band like Def Leppard or Van Halen or <sighs> any really of the '80s hair bands, they were about as much of the stage presence yes, and the yeah. experience as anything, right? So yeah. I guess you do go there expecting that, you know. Uh, yeah, you, so you get great. the exploding flames. You know, you get David Lee Roth with his sword doing all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I will say that Def Leppard, they were true to the music. They cared yeah. about how it sounded because the songs sounded great. And it was one hit after another. Just when you thought you couldn't, you, you take a big breather because they had just finished fooling. Then they would drop, pour some sugar on me and the place, nobody sat down. Yeah. It was so crazy good, but they didn't talk a lot. Yeah, well, and you know, maybe that's another thing also with a lot of these retro, and I shouldn't call them retro artists because they still are, you know, viable. They're, still vi- they're viable today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if their biggest hits were 10, 20, 30 years ago or, or whatever, you know, as you get older, it's difficult to maintain that, maintain that, maintain that kind of energy mm-hmm. on stage. Sure yeah. And so if the theatrics help you offset, you know, what you're doing, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you know, that helps also. But then, I mean, I think about the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Probably the oldest rock band <laughs> yeah. out there playing. Probably, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and, and still performing as close to in the way that they did yeah. when they started. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. know that they're 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 minus two technically original 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 players from the '60s, but um, you know, and Charlie Watts passed away, so they've got a you know a substitute drummer now. But Mick Jagger. <laughs> acts like he did mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, and that's insane. And that show, now that I'm thinking about it, Jody, it was there. They had a they had a cool light show. It was it sounded fantastic, but they really weren't over the top on any of the visual, you know, stuff. There were big screens to do that for them. They had the big screens, and they had the runway out into the middle of the you know, of, of the crowd that oh. they performed on, mm-hmm. and that was enough because they held your attention. I think what an older band makes or lacks in energy now they make up for in quality in other words don't think for a second that Def Leppard's life off stage now is anything like it was in the 80s right sure after the show in the 80s they were up all night doing god knows what we know what if you've seen the documentaries until you know six in the morning when their manager well this is the Motley Crue story would handcuff them to the hotel room and say stay here and sleep that was Tommy Lee specifically but now these guys are touring they're probably beat yeah they may have their wife and kids with them right nikki six does have his wife and kids with him now sometimes when he's touring and so they're resting and taking better care of themselves so that they can deliver and you know on stage yeah when you're 70 you really can't go yeah, you, until you can't six go in the all morning. night, right? Like, so <laughs> and, what I'm maybe, saying is, if they they make up for that lack of, maybe it doesn't feel the same to the audience because it's not as much energy. But what energy they they have, they know they are mature now. They understand to give it all on stage. Yeah, right. Not just to the 24 hour travel. Yeah. experience. Well, and you know, shifting gears on that, like when you know Snoop did the halftime show. <sighs> 
So, so great. The thing is, and even in another 10 or 15 years, Snoop will always be able to pull that off because he's already kind of chilled out anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's his personality, <laughs> and you don't necessarily have. I mean, that they, it was a show-stopping performance with the lights and everything at the Super Bowl. But he doesn't necessarily need no. that either. He's entertaining all by himself. He doesn't jump you know? around or anything. You just right, yeah. yeah. So you can. It's. I, I guess it really at the end of the day is going to vary by artist and probably. It's. Ha- as times have changed, you know, different bands, some bands had strong front men and they were all about that sort of stage presence thing. And then other bands were just kind of studio bands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really what the Beatles became, right? I mean, they after, when they said they weren't going to tour anymore, and I realized Paul McCartney toured. They all individually toured afterwards. But as the Beatles themselves, they literally disappeared from stage and spent their last years Creating. together as a band yeah, creating in the studio, mm-hmm. which was their, good for them. you know, their their comfort zone, and it doesn't detract from from the music, but I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess the expectation is different depending on whether the front man of that band really had that dynamic personality that stood mm-hmm. out in the first place, or did mm-hmm. you just Rick Springfield? Mm. Yeah, I mean, now he likes to. I've seen him before a mm-hmm. few times. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he'll get out in the, in the audience. Yeah, I remember at one time we saw him together, mm-hmm. and he was standing on the arms of chairs yeah, in the audience playing. Yeah, he so really. Like, and he's what seventy? He's seventy-two or two? three. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets involved, so he's still jumping around a little. He is. Yeah, he's probably resting more off stage than he used to as well. Yeah, but he gives it all. Kind of, you know that that whole football thing. Leave it all in the field. Mm-hmm. That sports thing. I think that if you're going to ask people for the amount of money you're asking for a ticket, you better leave it all on the stage. And that's no matter your age. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the game. That's how they make their money now. We know that too. The music industry has changed so much so that when they put out new music, they don't make as much money as they used to by just selling music. So right. that's why you see you know, especially with the pandemic slowing down or being over, you see so many concert tickets being sold now because it's how they make a living. It's how they make yeah. their house notes. And don't think that Nikki Six and Rick Springfield and all those people don't have house notes to pay because they right. do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's one reason they're touring. It's in them. They're artists and all of that. But they also have. There's millions at stake. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting to me about artists who have spent, you know, decades on the stage is. Early in their careers, somebody like Rick Springfield, when Sam, when you said Rick Springfield, it made me think of this. You know, mm-hmm. Jesse's Girl is the song that he's known for. It's he iconic. It. It's, you know, it's a 40 plus year old song now. And there was a time where he rebelled against that. He wanted to be known for more than just that. He has a lot more music than that. And he does. Truth. He does yes. have great music. But then once you. It's, and may have, maybe it was Rick Springfield that actually said this. I know that you and I were watching some documentary where the artist said, you get farther down the line and you realize, wait a second. So, you know, so I had one song that was so much bigger than all the others. Really, I need to embrace that. That's the reason that people mm-hmm. still want to see me today. Yeah. And so those artists will kind of make the turn for a song they've played a bazillion times already. They make their peace with and they it. Will st- yeah, exactly. I think he did say that in his book. Mm-hmm. I know that because I'm a crazy Rick Springfield fan not so crazy that I know every little thing but I do know a lot more of his music I was one of those that discovered him as a child I was a kid you guys when I discovered him and he was that man that I was going to grow up and marry you know that childlike thing but in liking him in those in those ways I also learned to appreciate his music and the way he sounds and I love the way he sounds Mm. I love I love his voice yeah so anyhow, yeah, I've seen him a lot, a lot of times, and he brings a lot of energy. So, you know, still to this day. The kind of energy you want to have 
when you hit 75 and 80, right? Yeah, at least for a portion. I mean, these people are not energetic like that every minute of the day, yeah. but on stage. Yeah, and plus you'd look good with a guitar in your hand, Jody. <laughs> you would. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast.